0: safety that studio presents here's johnny some men just want to watch the world burn i'm only human harry i'm the king of the world talking movies with With brian Brian otaki and here we go here's brian otaki you can do it Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we maximize with Transformers Rise of the Beast. In the end, everything you cared for will be consumed. Maybe there's another way to save our home. You've never faced anything like this. Let them come. Yo, Noah, take the wheel. There's a robot! During the 90s, a new faction of Transformers, the Maximals, joined the Autobots as allies in the battle for Earth. Written by the team of Joby Harold, Darnell Mateer, Josh Peters, Eric Hober, and John Hober, and directed by Stephen Capali Jr. Transformers Rise of the Beast stars Anthony Ramos as Noah Diaz, Dominique Fishback as Elena Wallace, Luna Lauren-Velez as Brianna Diaz, Dean Scott Vasquez as Chris Diaz, Toby Nuigue as Reek, and features Peter Cullen, Ron Perlman, Peter Dinklage, Michelle Yeoh, Eat. Davidson, Liza Koshy, John DiMaggio, David Soblov, MJ Rodriguez, Coleman Domingo, Cristo Fernandez, and Tongay Carissa. There is a type of movie that exists in the world that can simply be called a popcorn movie. It's the type of movie where nothing really happens besides explosion, beautiful people, intense action, and an awesome soundtrack that all mix together and keep you entertained for the brief moment of time where you can shove popcorn into your mouth. And let's just be fair here and say that's exactly what I expect from Transformers Rise of the Beast. Story-wise, this is a combination of the 1986 animated Transformers, the movie, mixed with the Beast Wars animated series, but made a live-action, and add in another show that I won't mention, because that would be considered a spoiler. Again, it's a popcorn movie, so the story doesn't really matter. There's a ton of great action, new locations, new Transformers, a new villain, more than meets the eye, and all that fun stuff. And I don't see it being necessary to tell you that the story is there. It exists, and it's nothing special for the 127-minute runtime. Acting-wise, again, there's nothing to write home about. The actors themselves do a good enough job to appear as though gigantic robot aliens are interacting with them, so there's that. However, the sheer amount of modern slang being used in this movie is jarring, especially for a film that's supposedly set in the 90s. And the voice acting is what you would expect from a mix of seasoned voice talents like John DiMaggio, a.k.a. the voice of Bender B. Rodriguez, and relatively new voice actors like Pete Davidson. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it's the exact opposite of great. Musically, this movie has a solid 90s hip-hop soundtrack featuring the likes of Wu-Tang Clan, Biggie, and LL Cool J, so it's enough for a guy like me to be singing along in my seat. The score itself was decent as well, pulling you into the big action sequences and calming you down a little when the action comes to a halt. Overall, Rise of the Beast is nothing special. Having grown up during the peak of the Transformers, there was a ton of nostalgia in this movie, which made me more than happy. Seeing Optimus Prime as he was in G1 Transformers was just enough to make me smile. Then you add Optimus Primal and the Maximal, and it's enough to make the kid and me jump up and down in his seat. This is another one of those movies where you're either invested or you could care less. For me, I'm invested and it's the best outing from the series for a while now. I'm excited to see where this new trilogy intends to go and make sure you stick around for the mid-credit scene so we can talk about that spoiler some other time. I give Transformers Rise of the Beasts B+. The weather has been hot, and you should look the same. Nick and the team at Swish Shop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with a trailer. Coming soon to a motion picture theater near you. The first trailer has been released for the upcoming Expendables 4, which is called the Expend-4-Bulls. Hey, why are you here? I got this situation where I need your help. I need bad friends. was' The new guy. This that sniper? Don't worry about it. I got a prescription scope. Oh, guys, remember this face. Don't shoot it by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Terrorists have taken possession of nuclear missiles on a cargo ship off the coast. If these babies go off, it'll be World War III. Take cover! To choose this life over friends, over family... It's time to get loud. Let's fly, baby! Come on, bring it! what I'm talking about. Is that the biggest one you've got? Oh, it's way bigger than that. A new generation of stars joins the world's top action stars for an adrenaline-fueled adventure in The Expendables 4. Reuniting as the team of elite mercenaries Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, Randy Couture, and Sylvester Stallone are joined for the first time by Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, Megan Fox, Tony Jaa, Eco OI, Jacob Scipio, Levi Tran, and Andy Garcia. Armed with every weapon they can get their hands on and the skills to use them, The Expendables are the world's last line of defense and the team that gets called when all other options are off the table. But new team members with new styles and tactics that are going to give new blood a whole new meaning. The Expendables 4 hits theaters on September 22nd. In other movies, actor Anthony Mackie has taken to his Instagram to post an image of behind-the-scenes from his upcoming Captain America film. There's a couple things to note from this picture, which includes himself in full costume, as well as Harrison Ford, who's taking over the role as General Thunderbolt Thaddeus Ross. The biggest thing in the picture, though, is the change to the upcoming title. The film was originally announced as Captain America New World Order, however, both the photo and Mack Mackie himself confirmed that the title is now changed to Captain America Brave New World. Mackie wrote, When Harrison Ford tells you how kicking ass should look, you listen. Thanks for the onset wisdom and laughs, my friend. Can't wait to do it again. Marvel Studios' Captain America Brave New World hits theaters May 3rd of 2024. Ghostbusters actor McKenna Grace posted a video on TikTok that featured the actor in full costume as she strolls through the interior of the Firehouse set, which also includes Ecto-1 before heading outside. The exterior shot mostly consisted of a surrounding street, and a whole lot of green screen. The return to the original headquarters of the Ghostbusters was teased during CinemaCon back in April, and just in time, the Ghostbusters Twitter account dropped a teaser poster for the upcoming Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel that featured the logo covered in ice. The unnamed sequel hits theaters on December 20th. In other movie news, an accident during the production of Gladiator 2 in Morocco has left six crew members with non-life-threatening burn injuries. The accident took place on June 7th and involved a large explosion during the shooting of a planned stunt sequence. Ridley Scott is directing the Gladiator sequel, which has been scripted by David Scarpa. The film stars Paul Mescal as Lucius, the young boy who idolized Maximus in the original film. The cast also includes Denzel Washington, Pedro Pascal, Joseph Quinn, Connie Nielsen, and many others. Gladiator 2 is expected in theaters on November 22nd of 2024. In casting news, Ryan Reynolds and Kenneth Branagh will be teaming up for a film titled Mayday, which is described as an action-adventure movie set up on Apple Original films and Skydance. Fresh off of Dungeons & Dragons Honor Among Thieves, Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daily are set to direct the film based on their original pitch. Not much is currently known about the film, but sources pointed out to Deadline that the script was completed well before the WGA strike began. It's not clear when production is expected to begin, but the report states that it could be Reynolds' next project after completing Deadpool 3. Over in the rumor mill, One Take News is reporting that The Flash director Andy Muschietti is getting ready for another DC film, and that being The Brave and the Bold. Batman the Brave and the Bold is expected to be the first chapter of James Gunn and Peter Safran's rebuild of the DCU titled Gods and Monsters. The film will also introduce a new actor as Batman as well as Damian Wayne's Robin. The story revolves around an unusual father-son story inspired by Grant Morrison's legendary comic book series. Muschietti's next film is The Flash Movie which releases on June 16th. During a recent interview with GQ, Oscar Isaac was asked who he would like to have him join the Spider-Verse where he stated that Pedro Pascal would be the best for it. He said, "quote They're so brilliant at finding the right person for the right character, but maybe Pedro Pascal should join the cast. Let's find something for him. He should be a spider person, like a cranky old spider person." Following the success of the Super Mario Brothers, it's no secret that Nintendo and Illumination are looking to maximize their partnership and adapt more classic Nintendo properties for the big screen. According to Daniel Rickman, a podcaster who has a solid track record for sharing information that often comes true, he stated that Nintendo and Illumination are currently looking at adaptations of the Legend of Zelda, Luigi's Mansion, Donkey Kong and the Super Mario Bros. 2 as upcoming projects. While Super Mario Bros. 2 seems like a no-brainer after the original banked over a billion dollars at the worldwide box office, adaptations of Luigi's Mansion, The Legend of Zelda and Donkey Kong could serve as risky ventures. As of now, no formal announcement has been made for Nintendo and Illumination's next project. Actor Tom Holland has now stated that he intends to take a full year off following the emotional toll of filming The Crowded Room. The psychological thriller series debut on Apple TV this Friday, and Tom Holland was speaking with Extra about how the experience led to him needing time off. Yeah, it was it was a tough time for sure. You know, we were exploring certain emotions that I have definitely never experienced before, and then on top of that, being a producer, dealing with the day to day kind of problems that you know come with any film set, uh, just added that extra level of pressure. But I, you know, I really enjoyed it. I learned, I loved the learning curve of becoming a producer. I'm no stranger to hard work. I've always sort of lived by this idea that hard work is good work. Um, and I really enjoyed it. But then again, the show did break me. There did come a time where I was sort of was like, I need to have a break. I disappeared. I went to Mexico for a week and had some time on a beach and lay low. Uh, and I'm now taking a year off. And you know, that is a result of how difficult this show was. Yeah, I, I am excited to uh, to see how it turns out and and, you know, I feel like our hard work wasn't in vain. Based on the non-fiction book The Minds of Billy Milligan and by Daniel Keyes, The Crowded Room stars Tom Holland as Danny Sullivan, a man who is arrested following his involvement in a shooting in New York City in 1979. What happened in that house? Where did they all go? I have these blank spots. They're not the only people close to you to disappear, are they? Do you think these are all victims? Can you see how all of this can seem like it was you? Wait, do you think that I'm the one pulling the strings? What if I said I do? I'm not! Danny, I'm trying to help you. I didn't shoot anybody. His best interest is to plead guilty. They're all in this together. If I'm right, Danny may be innocent. What are you not telling me? A captivating thriller told through a series of interviews with curious interrogator Raya Goodwin, Danny's life story unfolds, revealing elements of the mysterious past that shaped him and the twists and turns that will lead him to a life altering revelation. The first three episodes were released on Apple TV Plus on June 9th, with the remaining seven episodes being released weekly, concluding on July 28th. During an interview with British GQ, actor Brian Cranston has stated that he plans to retire from acting for a limited time and move to France in the coming years. He explained, quote, I want to have that experience. Experience. I want to go for day trips and have the fire in the fireplace and drink wine with new friends and not read scripts. It's not going to be like, oh, I'll read and see what I'm going to do. No, it's a pause. It's a stop. Cranston went on to explain that he plans to shut down his production company, Moonshot Entertainment, and pause his acting career for at least six months. He's nearing 70 years old and wants to enjoy life without Hollywood looming over his shoulder. He went on to say, quote, I want to change the paradigm once again. For the last 24 years, Robin Dearden, his wife, has led her life holding onto my tail. She's been the plus one. She's been the wife of a celebrity. She's had to pivot and adjust her life based on mine. She's a tremendous benefit from it, but we're uneven. I want to level that out. She deserves it. No. I am the one who knocks. Moving to the small screen, NBC has announced that they have cancelled Young Rock after three seasons. Young Rock spanned decades of Dwayne Johnson's life, chronicling his beginnings as a headstrong kid to playing football at the University of Miami to the early days of his professional wrestling career. Johnson also plays a future version of himself who is running for President of the United States in the 2032 election. The series started off strong, averaging 3 million viewers per episode in its first season, but the third and now final season of the series found those numbers tumbling to an average of 1.4 million viewers per episode. Over at Amazon Prime, it was announced that Reacher star Alan Richson will be starring in an upcoming film from Adam Shankman titled The Man with the Bag. According to Deadline, the film picks up the following The Theft of Santa's Magic Bag as he turns to his naughty list to find Vance, played by Richson, a former thief who will help him get it back. Along with his daughter, Santa, and a group of misfit elves, Vance will have to pull off the greatest heist of his life in order to save Christmas. Over at Peacock, a clip from the upcoming Twisted Metal series starring Will Arnett and Anthony Mackie was released, which gives Gives us our first good look at the character Sweet Tooth. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> Based on an original take by Deadpool and Zombieland screenwriters Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, this adaptation of the Twisted Metal video game franchise will center on a motormouth outsider who is offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of a trigger-happy car thief, he'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road, including a deranged clown who drives an all-too-familiar ice cream truck. Anthony Mackie stars in the series as John Doe, while Will Arnett voices Sweet Tooth, whose body work is done by professional wrestler Samoa Joe. Over at Netflix, Wednesday star Jenna Ortega has confirmed that the upcoming season of Wednesday will feature less of the romantic stuff and lean more into the horror stuff. During a conversation with Elle Fanning for Variety's Actors on Actors series, Ortega said, quote, We've decided we want to lean into the horror aspect of that show a little bit more. Because it's so lighthearted. and a show like this with vampires and werewolves and superpowers, you don't want to take yourself too seriously. Plus, we're ditching any romantic love interest for Wednesday, which is really great. Ortega also discussed becoming a producer on the series, because she didn't want to get the character wrong. Over in the land of the stars, Disney Plus has confirmed that the new Star Wars series Ahsoka will be making its premiere on the streaming service on August 23rd. Their premiere date was revealed in a newly unveiled TV spot, which also aired during the NBA Finals. Ahsoka will star Rosario Dawson as the titular character, who's also joined by Natasha Lou Bordizo as Sabine Wren, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Hera Sindala, Ivana Sackno as Shin Hati, David Tennant as Hayang, Lars Mikkelsen as Grand Admiral Thrawn, and Ray Stevenson in his final role as Balen Skull, And finally, we end the news today that professional wrestling legend Hussain Khosrow Ali Vaziri, a.k.a. The Iron Sheik! The Iron Sheik! Iran! 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 has passed away at the age of 81. The Iron Sheik began his amateur wrestling career in his native Iran, as a master of the suplex, he often dominated opponents with hard-hitting moves, including the Camel Clutch. In 1983, the Sheik became WWE Champion after he defeated Bob Blackland at Madison Square Garden. That victory was short-lived when fan-favorite wrestler Hulk Hogan stole the title in 1984, which sparked a feud that will forever shine in the hall of wrestling history. The Iron Sheik was also featured in a ton of other forms of media, including recurring guest spots, On the Howard Stern Show, and being featured in films like The Tale of the Three Muhammads and Operation Blevis Bash, as well as the TV series Robot Chicken and The Eric Andre Show. He also released a biographical documentary titled The Sheik, which went into detail on his issues with drugs. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, don't be a problem, don't go looking for problems, or we're going to have a problem.